Good morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Andrew, also known as the Cashflow King, joining us on this Thursday. Mario, aka the Node Defender, will be joining us. And the Italian Stallion, Johnny Crypto, will be joining us shortly as well. So I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how with Ripple confirming over 500 partnerships globally, we're going to center in on a few American companies. As Bank of America still remains on the list, we've got Santander there as well. And with the largest companies on the planet in the process of turning digital, we break down the details, showing you how this entire shift is happening as we speak. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Andrew Cashflow, you get the insight before the show and you know we have an amazing show prepared for today. But first of all, how you feeling, my friend? And thanks for being here. Hey, uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody from the Netherlands here, 5 p.m., 10 minutes past 5 here in the afternoon. So, uh, yeah, it's a great day here. It's it's actually autumn. It's getting cold, chilly. Uh, I just had a, had a discussion today with, uh, with, with, uh, with the person who would like to go into my smart investor course, Sophie from, uh, from, from Antwerp in Belgium. So, hi, Sophie. Like you. And, uh, okay, I'm looking forward to a great show uh, Apps, go ahead. That's awesome and exciting, Andrew. And we're going to get this thing started the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. But I want to remind our listeners of a little bit of information we covered yesterday. We went over this latest update of Ripple Partners. And what this slide showed in a presentation from October of this year is that 500 plus partnerships and counting have been made for the company Ripple. And anybody who's been here since 2019, 2020 knows that there were rumors of 130. Then there were rumors of 250. Then it was 300. Now it's over 500 partnerships globally. And we're going to dive in how that could be impacting many of our token holders today. But we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we check out some of our daily movers this morning, Andrew, we've got Polkadot up 6%, Casper up 6%, Dogecoin is up 3%, Algo and Matic both up about 2.5% on the day. When we look at our total coin market cap this morning, we are sitting at $1.43 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 52% dominance. Ethereum is about 17%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 37700 Ethereum maintaining $2,000. we have got XRP sitting at $0.60 cents and Cardano trading at $0.38 cents this morning, guys. And we already got 178 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny Crypto, I see you just joined the show. So welcome in, my friend. How are you feeling? And thanks for being here. Well, I'm feeling great, Abs. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. We love and appreciate you guys. Uh, and good morning, Andrew. How are you guys doing? How's everybody feeling? Absolutely great, my friend. And we brought the information to back it up as well because we're talking about Ripple today. And we're starting it off with an old presentation that Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse gave at the IMF in Swiss National Convention involving XRP. And why is this presentation so important, Johnny? Because we're seeing a lot of this utility, a lot of these conversations enter the market as we speak. And Brad Garlinghouse, how many global institutions could soon be leveraging XRP. Here we go. Competition because it requires capital to get there. Our view of the future is you don't have to have this pre-funding. And instead, you can use a digital asset to have global liquidity on demand. Now, we build upon a tech stack, an open source technology called XRP. XRP 
originally was built by some engineers who had seen some of the flaws of Bitcoin and the challenges of, of scalability around Bitcoin, where Bitcoin today, uh, per transaction basis, you know, it's rather slow and rather expensive. XRP is very, very fast, about a thousand times faster per transaction and a thousand times cheaper per transaction. The other dynamic, of course, of correspondent banking is some of the more quote unquote exotic currencies, exotic corridors have been left uh, you know, to kind of stand on their own. And it, the liquidity in digital assets could be applied to actually make that much more uh, democratized and a level playing field. Ripple's vision from the beginning really has been to apply these technologies in the same way that TCP IP and HTTP are the technologies underpinning the Internet of Information. These blockchain technologies will be the underpinnings of an Internet of Value where we have connected devices, we have connected information that will allow payments to flow. And as Norman's describing, you know, if you're a large corporation moving $100 million, that's one thing. If you're a, if you're a you know, freelancer working in the Philippines doing design work for a company in London and you want to get paid $30 or 30 pesos, Philippine pesos, that's not a transaction that can easily be enabled. And in fact, for the companies that enable that, they require the freelancer to set up an account and they don't actually pay it out until there's you know, roughly 1,000 USD sitting in that account and then they would pay it out. So, Johnny, you heard that correct. I'm going to give you the open floor and I'll make my comments. Uh, I think Brad talked about exactly how the XRP or the ODL solution solves the whole Nostra Vostra accounts, right? Not having to have the requirement of needing to put that that the, the funds in place really to help facilitate. Again, this is all about making the system quicker, faster, cheaper, efficient. And so... You know, I think that that's where the value of, of what he's proposing comes in. And you heard him talk about XRP and how it was invented, you know, back in an earlier time period where it was designed to compete against Bitcoin. And at the time, there wasn't a lot going on. So, you know, it, you know, Bitcoin was so slow that it was a lot easier to compete with it. Now, the problem is you've got a lot of other technologies that have evolved since then or and some are actually faster than xrp so you know the interesting thing is going to be to me is how this whole thing plays out but again a lot of this is relationship based um and i think companies are going to look for technologies that are out there that are kind of you know semi-proven been out there a long time operational and that's where i think ripple ripple has an advantage Spot on, Johnny. And we got 248 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. In today's episode, we're building up to the biggest information. So we're starting off with some older clips. We're painting the picture here, showing you why banks are even incentivized to use XRP. Then we're going to show you the latest updates on what banks may be leveraging this currency. We want to get as many people in here as possible. So smash that like button. Let the algorithm pump this video out to as many people as possible. But Andrew, a couple of things that stuck out to me, and I wrote this down during the video. Brad Garlinghouse said that his product is a thousand times, not only cheaper, but faster than what exists today. The second thing that he pointed out is that the majority of transactions are small retail vendors making about $30 per day, and it requires $1,000 in the bank account before you can even make cross-border payments. So that's stopping a lot of small businesses from sending money back home. Those are a couple of things that stuck out to me, but what really caught your attention? Actually, what he said, he said, democratization of money, I think. And that is a very important term. You know, he also said, uh, digital, use digital assets to get funding of a project. You know, imagine what it means. If you wanted to start a, a business, normally you had to go to a bank and get a loan and you had to mortgage your whole house nowadays. Yeah, you can build digital assets actually out of nothing and get that sold and build from there your business. So the threshold is so much lower. And, and, and you know, I'm a I'm, I'm, I'm tech, technical guy. I'm techie. So uh, everybody know about the internet. 
we now somebody heard about TCP IP. He spoke about it. I remember the time that we said, okay, when uh, making phone calls from uh, from Europe to to uh, to America was ten dollars per minute. Then we got voice over IP. Now it's only and, and even now it's free. What the next step will be money over IP or streaming money. That's what we need. I mean, I want to pay for my for for the for for the movie that I watch. I want to pay per minute. Actually, I want to pay per second. And if I think it's a BS movie, I will stop it. You know. And as soon as applications become available, with we also for smaller projects where you get much more flexibility in small payments. You know, guys, the world is open for new applications and new possibilities, and also for a lot of people in the rest of the world to make at least a little bit money and come out of their poverty. And I'm really, I'm looking forward to that. And it's the, it's, it's a blessing for humanity. That's an optimistic picture you paint, Andrew. And I am on board for that, my friend. We got 292 live listeners joining us. I don't know if you caught this information yesterday, but Ripple revealed an update of their partners list as of October in 2023. There are over 500 partnerships globally. And Johnny, why is this so important? Well, we've already seen their partnerships grow from 100 to 130 to 350, now to 500 plus partnerships worldwide. And what really caught my attention with the Brad clip before we move on to the information from today is the fact that he said this. He said that TCP IP enabled use cases for the internet by the free exchange of information. We're going to see the same process happen for value on blockchains. That sounds like a trillion dollar moment for me, but I'd love to hear your opinion. You went through the internet moment. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is, is there's always a linchpin or something that kind of brings it all together, unlocks the value and lets stuff happen. And TCPIP, as we've described many times on this show, was one of the things that, that allowed that to happen. And, and that's where we're going to need interoperability is really going to be the key here to allowing this to happen because you have so many different technologies and blockchains out there that do different things and if they aren't brought together it's not gonna it's not gonna work it's it's like it's like try it's like having a football team on a field right and all the players can't talk everybody's mute nobody hears each other no you can't hear nothing you know the signals you can't talk to each other right imagine trying to play a game you know and you're on the same team and you can't talk to each other that's that's a problem and so you know, I think you're going to see you're going to see interoperable solutions really are going to be the ones that are going to be, in my opinion, the linchpin that's going to make all this stuff come together and really, uh, you know, make it make it work and and unlock the value like you're talking about trillions of dollars coming into the space. And it's illustrations like this that make it absolutely clear, Johnny Crypto. So from 1997 to 2005, the internet scaled from 130 million users to a billion users globally. What are we seeing with crypto? Similar, but faster. We are going to go from 130 million users worldwide. By these estimates, mid-2025, there will be over a billion crypto users globally. And think about this. Not only is the population higher now, more people have cell phones, more people have access to the internet. Wouldn't surprise me at all if we got to this number even before that date, Johnny. Well, let's start talking about the relevant information of today because we talked about Brad explaining how banks would need to use XRP in order to make their products better. We even reminded you that Bank of America is still a partner of Ripple even after the lawsuit today in 2023. Well, here's what's happening this month out of SEPA. So SEPA, a cross-currency upgrade for international cross-border payments, goes live, and they're talking about the XRPL. 
So what's happening here is that payment systems are upgrading in November of 2023 to now leverage instant payments. And what is SEPA? SEPA is one of the largest international cross-border payments in the world. And what they're referencing here is that additional providers have entered the market, such as Ripple or Wise. And those who have often made market made payments abroad quickly end up with a specialized provider. We're talking about the centralization of payments, Johnny. And I think this is a great example. We've got Medico, which was just acquired by Ripple. What are they doing? They're going to take companies like City and custody their digital assets for them. Trillion dollar institutions are going to be using a Ripple subsidiary to hold their cryptocurrency. This is another example of a payment provider referencing Ripple and their products for on-demand liquidity. And I think it's just another example of how quickly things are changing. We're going to start talking about, sorry, we're going to start talking about how banks are already geared up and ready to use XRP to enhance their products. But this is a great video explaining that before we dive into some of the details. I'm going to switch my audio and we'll let this thing play. But Johnny Crypto, this is why this moment is so unique. Because for the first time ever, utility, the conversation of XRP and other currencies being used for their real purpose has officially entered the market. That's something, guys, but this video, it pretty much speaks for itself. Here we go. What you do is you, you pay for payments in your local currency that is used to buy XRP in the middle and XRP is liquidated into the beneficiary currency. You heard it there, Johnny Crypto. So what is Ripple's service? Buy fiat, turn it into XRP, exchange it immediately back into other fiat. I'm going to pull up a corresponding video, but does this prove to you that Ripple is going to use the XRPL and XRP? Well, I mean, it proves to me that there's a solution out there. Uh, who's using it? That's what I'm still waiting to hear and see. What what banks are signed on board? What, what Where are they actually being used? What are real live examples that could be shown that the technology is in place and they're utilizing it for that and it's successful and it's got no bugs and all that fun stuff that goes with uh with software so that's kind of what we're waiting to hear and see i mean we're we hear about it all the time we hear that this relationship so we hear that they're talking about this partner and that partner uh we hear how it works you just described how it works um you know so now the question is where where are we going to see these things in practice where you and i can go and pick up our phone and use them tomorrow or 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 go to our banks and our banks you know using this systems and that's what i think you know we're, we're moving into that area of i uh you know, somewhere in the zone between speculation and utility as we as we kind of start to shift towards the the utility world but you know utility takes time abs it, it takes time to build all this stuff up and uh, that's where we're headed shall, shall i tell you what happens first they will they will hide it if if SEPA, SEPA stands for single European payments area, and 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 if, if you want to move money from 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 one 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 area to another area, um, and they can do it cheaper, and what will happen? They won't tell you. They will just take the profits. They will stay with the old prices, and when when the the moment that it will the the, the prices will go down is when there come competition. And that's why you need competition. That is capitalism. You know, you need competition. You need people that compete for 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 your for your business. And then you will see the race to the bottom. And I, I can imagine that in the future, when I need to make or make a payment to US, currently it takes me about twenty five dollars to make a payment, for example, from me to you, Johnny, in uh, in uh, in dollars. Um, 
I think it will be for free or almost for free in the in the near future. And I think we will see that in maybe in three, four years that that will be done. Johnny, well, I got to address just a couple of things. Yeah. I'm going to give you the open floor. First of all, 364 live listeners. They keep on coming in. Show us some love. Smash that like button and listen to this. One of our listeners asked, is this live? Of course, my no. friend. That's why we're addressing your comment. But Johnny Crypto, the floor is yours, my friend. You know, I I agree with Andrew. I've been saying it for a while. They, If we have a system that's lower, cheaper, better cost, and they're already charging a fee for doing it, they're gonna they're gonna suck the profits up themselves first. The, the question is, will they pass it on to the consumer? And one or two things dictate that. One depends on the type of company they are. You know, if they have a high degree of integrity, um, then they'll pass it on. But most won't. They'll keep it as profit until two. What Andrew just said is other companies force them to, where they have no choice because the other company comes in and undercuts them and starts stealing their 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 cheese. And then once you once you steal the cheese, you know, okay, now we got to load a price and get that cheese back. So one of that, that's how I've always felt. That's why I was always surprised that these banks weren't quicker to move and adopt, you know, move to a system that's going to be cheaper, better, lower, faster, uh, you know, and then going to improve their bottom line. I, I was, I'm, I'm really surprised that they haven't, you know, to me, I, you would think they would be excited for finding ways to lower their costs and being able to either pass some of it on to the consumer and to themselves or offer themselves either way. But yeah, but then again, you know what? You're talking about a very complex system, a complex world. Everybody, you know, all these banks trying to figure out solutions and nobody's nobody's on the same page. They all have their own system. GP, G, GS has their own, JP Morgan has theirs, Bank of America has their. I mean, it's just a freaking nightmare. It's just a nightmare right now. None of these banks have come together and said, hey, let's form a coalition. Let's go figure this out. Let's find one solution to, to make it work. And so it's just going to be um, a, a silo effect. Let me actually, and, and you're so brilliant because you always get my mind going. Think about this, Johnny Crypto. In a world of segregated economies and different central bank digital currencies based economies, what's the key to freedom? An asset that can plug into all mm -hmm. systems. What is what is an asset like XRP? I think it's actually the equivalent of fiat in a digital system because it can be plugged into any. You can go to China and use your XRP. You can go to Brazil. You can go to the UAE. You can go to the United States. I don't know if that's the same for other cryptocurrencies, but as we see centralized currencies become developed, those aggregate technologies are going to be key when it comes to people like me and you, Americans, keeping our freedom. What do you think about that before I play this video? Well, yeah, I certainly think that's where there's a change in the world where it would be awesome if you didn't have to, like when you go to another country right now, whenever I travel to another country, I got to change currency, right? Into that other currencies, uh, country's currency. It would be awesome if you could like, oh, nope, one currency, you know, use it and it works everywhere. And and I think we're headed. There may be a solution at some point in time where maybe there's one commonality that, that works or... It may not ever be that there's a, a a a one currency that you can use, but it may be along the lines of, hey, I can use my currency in whatever country I'm in, and it's going to automatically get converted into the country that I'm at. Uh, that's probably a more realistic solution and, and convenience, right, at the end of the day, is that's what people are looking for is convenience, and, and uh, that's, that's usually what everybody's trying to solve for. Andrew, I wanted to get your opinion as well, because we're going to show this video I found yesterday. I was doing a little bit of research on Ripple's website, and this tweet got a ton of traction. I think got like almost 100,000 views here, guys. But what I found out is that Ripple confirms approval in 31 U.S. states for a money transmitter license. I wrote transfer. I meant transmitter. 
with 31 money transmitter licenses across the U.S., excluding California, New York, Texas, and Florida, this is setting the stage. Ripple's global reach extends into Singapore as well with a rare regulatory green light that was approved in June. Despite the SEC's attack on crypto, Ripple continues to thrive, Andrew. And that's the tweet that I showed earlier, but this is what I wanted to get your opinion on. Somebody commented and said, setting up for a central bank digital currency, I'll buy XRP to make money, but if they go all in for this government CBDC, I'm out. CBDCs is not DeFi at all. I hope they don't go this way. I took the time to respond and I said, in a world of segregated CBDCs, owning a bridge currency like XRP may be pivotal in maintaining freedom that we have today. And so I really wanted to get your opinion, Andrew. Do you think that's a valid statement or am I grasping for straws here? First of all, what you see now that the money transfer licenses, it's exploding now. You know, the lawsuit is over and you see adoption is going. And and I think what, what actually I agree with your comments. Um, People don't understand why why are we here of course we are here for freedom but i'm also here for cash flow i'm here to make money and and if i see that at xrp is a uh, is a is, is a coin that can facilitate to to adopt cdbc's uh cbdc's yeah you know it is what it is i cannot change that that's governmental that's politics that is that is other decisions so you know let it happen, but let that also drive utility for XRP. And once the, 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 the public will wake up and they say, hey, come on, guys, we want to have freedom with our money. We want, like uh, Brett Garlinghouse says, we want to have the democratization of money. Then maybe we will make a chance. We will make a separate payment system if, that, if we ever get a chance in human being too, in, 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 in human lives. That, that we can get a second payment system, we will be a competition of governments. And then they will say, okay, let's let's take the public a little bit more serious. So I'm, I wouldn't say I'm out. I would say take profit of it and understand what's happening and how, how you can influence. And also we talking about this, I think that also elaborates and give more clarity to people what's going on in the world. Exactly, Andrew. And I think these conversations are important because look at this. This person is associating XRP as a central bank digital currency. And what does that tell me, Johnny? When you see one comment, there's dozens of people who are just afraid to make it. So there's a lot of people out there who agree with what this person has to say. And although the like ratio clearly shows we're dominating, baby, 28 to 6. But what I do want to say is that I, I'm just making a joke there, Johnny. You take the floor and we'll move on to some serious content. Um, the, well, you know, about central bank digital currencies and how with XRP being an aggregate that can plug into all of these different economies, it actually provides freedom, although many people believe the opposite. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky it's a tricky thing, because when you when you think of enabling a CBDC and you think of the, the what the what the, um, the the downside or the, the double edged short of a CBDC that's why people get concerned, Abs. If, and, and there's probably a, a rightful concern there. And people are uh, are certainly, I, I think, going to. That's going to be something that, to me, when we talk about the fight you stage, there's going to be a fight there, in terms of how that whole thing plays out and whether, you know, what it's going to look like. I did see the other day again more discussion around CBDCs potentially coming by 2027 which, you know, it's about five years and been saying for a while, I've always thought we were five to 10 years away from utility of some of this stuff. So, um, 
it, it is going to be a very, very interesting play. But, but, but let's get back to what we're really trying to solve for here at the end of the day is what's going to, you know, it, when it does come, what will be the, the payment rails or the remittance rails that are there? And I think your argument is valid. It could, it could be. I'm not seeing the kind of signs I would like to see that saying, suggesting that that XRP is going to be the rails for all the central banks. Um, we know there's a bunch of competing systems out there, but but it certainly has the possibility to be one. And that's why this is called the speculative state. This is why we're in speculation. We don't know. Nobody knows. And I'm not going to sit here on the show and tell you that we all know the answers and this is going to be the solution and get everybody all hoping, hopiumed up and pumped up because that's not what we do here. We look for realistic. Being realistic is, hey, it has a chance. It's in the race. The horse is on the, it's on the track. You know, 10% just, is all we need. Remember that, guys. 10%. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need a huge amount. You just got to be in the race and you got to, you know, be in it. And, and I think we are in the race. And that to me is where the excitement, where the excitement is and again and the things that like like this article here right the things that ripple is doing to continue to build the blocks around their company adding the arms and legs to build a holistic solution company that can play in the blockchain space and provide real world asset solutions whether it's tokenization customized uh, custody um nft marketplaces AMM traders, cross-border payments. I mean, they're into everything. Like Ripple's into everything. And that's why I'm excited about them as a company. Because when I think back in 1994, when you're in the diapers, um, maybe you weren't even in diapers back then. But, you know, when I think I back. Born, my friend. Yeah, you weren't born. And, you know, by the way, everybody should go watch the, the Amazon movie, the Bezos movie. It was a pretty fascinating story of how he started that out if you haven't seen it. And what he had to go through to get that thing started and how he was rejected. But, you know, it's the same kind of concept there. And I feel like Ripple, you know, has the potential to be one of the companies that becomes, again, maybe not the Amazon of the crypto space, but certainly one of the biggest players in the space, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. Like, go ask your friends today. How many people know the company Ripple, right? Most of them aren't going to know. But ask them 10 years from now. And it, it may be a very, very well-known company. And for all of us who have been here this early, um, that that is really, I think, abs. What's exciting, and, you know, I have to agree with Cheerio here. To me, you just nailed it, and we've been saying on the show. To me, this is going to be the biggest driver of the crypto space: tokenization, tokenization, being able to find ways mm -hmm. to invest in and play in and own the rails of tokenization. Huge. Huge. I, I agree with, with Cheerio. Um, it is going to be one of the I think it's going to be one of the biggest drivers in the space to drive money into it because the whole world's going to be tokenized. And let me just reiterate the news from today, Andrew, as Ripple confirms approval in 31 states for a United States money transmitter license with 31 money transmitter licenses across the United States. Ripple is extending its reach. We've also got Singapore, which gave them regulatory approval in June. I think this only highlights that Ripple is gearing up, ready to launch at some point. We still have partnered with Bank of America, Santander. There are many big American firms that are ready to use RippleNet products, but I want to hear from Johnny to begin with. What do you think about the approval in 31 different states? Although we're waiting for California, New York, Texas, and Florida, I think this shows a massive movement inside the U.S. Yeah, you know, very important because I remember when we were starting up our, our fantasy company back in 2013, 
Um, one of the things that hurt us was the states and, and having to get licensed in all the different states. That's a very costly effort, uh, very difficult. And the fact that they've already got 31 licenses in, in place, very, very important, shows that, that they're really moving ahead aggressively and making sure they've got all the right things in place. Again, all, all great leading indicators to make you feel warm and fuzzy that Ripple is a great investment. Now, when I say Ripple, I'm not talking about XRP. I'm talking about Ripple, the company. The company itself has done a lot of things to put itself in great position. And now, as you all know, you can invest in the pre-IPO. You can actually buy Ripple shares apps on link to. So, um, you know, if you're an unaccredited investor, they found a way to do that. So I always think that it's great to diversify and, you know, own some Ripple, own some XRP. It's really, really puts you in a good position to capitalize depending on whether the company does well or whether the token does well, or maybe they both do well, but to be able to invest in both is really an exciting thing. Andrew, we've talked about a lot, but I want to get your opinion before we play this video. We're going to show a, a discussion here between a couple of Ripple members and a presentation they're giving describing how they use XRP in their tech stack. This is something everybody needs to be aware of. But what did you think about 31 states out of 50 already approving Ripple for a money transmitter license? I think it shows a massive movement inside the USA. Although I want to remind people, California, Texas, Florida, and one other big name I can't remember are still not on the list. So floor is yours, Andrew. Um, what you need for a money uh, transfer network, you need a network. So, and a network often is drawn like, like a sort of cloud. And then you say, oh, we are all connected to the cloud. No, it is point to point. So if I want to move money from my bank to your bank, at least those banks need to have some, some sort of connection. So the more connection points you have together, the more adoptable your technology can be. So if you see here that 31 states are now uh, uh, or, or have, have those money transfer licenses, this means growing of the network. I, I, would, I would like to, to see um, how, how is this number of 31 is growing? How much were, was that half a year ago? How much will it be in one year? I think it will grow exponentially because it lays the foundation for uh, yeah, transferring money with, with XRP. And that's the basis for, for utility. So this is, for me, this is only good news. Thank you, Andrew. And we got 431 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And I want to ask the live chat. We got a bunch of great content, but only 30 minutes left in the show. Do you want me to play an Elon Musk interview from yesterday? Put a one in the live chat for a yes. Put a two in the live chat for no. But for the time being, Johnny, we're going to continue with our XRP information. And I've saved some shocking information for this portion of the show. So let me just throw you in the top right and let's dive into this article, my friend. So, so I need to restrain myself. Am I gonna, how are you strapped in? Do you have- I, I didn't get on? strapped in. I put the seatbelt on. Okay. Right, get ready because we're going down the rabbit hole. Ripple right. executives, ex Ripple excites the XRP army as the medical acquisition brings banks closer to the company. Now, what this article is referencing is how many people in the XRP community are assuming that Ripple's business is beneficial for XRP. And that's what we're going to discuss right here. So Johnny, it's very fitting. Medico, the Swiss digital asset custody firm acquired by Ripple earlier this year, is working with HSBC, one of the world's largest banks. What are they working on, guys? They're working on tokenization of assets and financial inclusion. But HSBC's custody tech partner is yet another sign that financial institutions will inevitably adopt the XRPL. For this instance, the assumption that Ripple's Requin acquisition spurred HSBC's decision 
ignores the fact that Medico had been working with the company for over 18 months. So what did I just say, Johnny? In the past, people were saying that Medico and Ripple were connected, right? Medico and Ripple are the same company. Well, Medico was actually working with HSBC before it was acquired by Ripple. And then after the acquisition, they continued that partnership forward. Very, very good news. Now, why is this important? Because Chris Larson, the executive chairman of Ripple and one of the co-founders of OpenCoin, which was originally Ripple, is a member of HSBC's technology advisory board, where he's making sure that Ripple's interests are taken into consideration by the global governing organizations. Johnny, there's no such thing as a coincidence. And what did I find at the bottom of this article? HSBC is trending towards tokenization. I'm sure that Chris Larson is involved in these chats, but I'm going to read this before I kick it to you. The CEO of Medico said, I think we've been successful. And going forward, you're going to see more top tier one banks and partnerships that will be coming from Europe, the United States, APAC, and Africa. Yes, the United States was on the list. That's from the CEO of Medico. But I just threw a lot at you and Andrew. What caught your attention? Well, I mean, it goes back to that. I think the old saying I've been saying all the time on this show. I got it right up here, but I'm not going to pull it down. It's not what you know. It's who you know. And, And obviously... The relationships and the connections that a guy like Larson has and now the company and having Metaco and having HSBC connections. And we know tokenization is coming. I mean, you, God, you can see the writings on the wall of what's going to happen here. Now, the assumption everybody makes instantly is, oh, my God, they're going to use Ripple. Yeah, well, we don't know that yet. Let's wait and see. They, the, the talks were happening before Metaco ever had an idea of becoming a Ripple partner or, or being owned by them. So it doesn't, you don't necessarily know if they were talking about their technology. Hell, maybe they were. And maybe that's why Ripple decided to buy them. We don't know. We don't have enough inside information to know what's going on there. But I will say that is all extremely exciting. And yes, I would start drawing some of those connections together. If you're Chris Larson and you own, you know, you're you're obviously the chairman of of Ripple, you're probably going and you've got these connections. You're probably going to say to them, hey, guys, let's figure out how we work this technology into it. How do we implement our technology? To me, that would you know be an obvious, almost like stating the obvious here. But uh, but that's why it's exciting because you see the moves they're making. You see the money that's being invested in the space. We know that tokenization is going to be the, the the king. You know, maybe what I would call the killer app. Right? Something has to always be the killer app, if you will, for something to take on and in, 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 you know and drive an in, in industry or, or or a company. And for me, tokenization will be one of the killer apps that's going to drive the whole crypto space. And I certainly think that Ripple figured it out. They understand that. And that's why they said, hey, we got to hop into this quickly. And Mitago, Mitago helps them enable that or some of that, right? Makes Absolutely. sense. It's a good connection. Absolutely, Johnny. And I think what's so interesting is how the live chat questions that are just great right now. Does Stellar have any of these licenses? What's it take to get a license? This is some of the research that we can do throughout the week, but I want to remind our listeners that tomorrow, Gary Cardone is joining the show. He's a big timer. He's a big wig, and you may know his brother, identical twin, Grant Cardone. We're going to be discussing Bitcoin, regulation, Gary Gensler. This guy's a wizard, and I'm looking forward to hearing some of his spells that he's able to cast. But Andrew, I want to get your opinion on this article here. As Chris Larson, the executive chairman at Ripple, is an advisor for HSBC's technology advisory board, I think we're seeing these things starting to come to fruition. Look at what happened this morning, or at least in this article. HSBC is joining the trend towards tokenization, and they're connected to the XRPL. So this is progressing massively. I think massive liquidity is entering the market. What are some of the biggest takeaways that you took from this article? Um, I think the following. Um, We heard the the term tokenization a lot. 
And I think there are a lot of people that do not even have a clue what tokenization is. So, but maybe I'm wrong. What is tokenization? For example, tokenization of real-time assets. That means, for example, you have a house and your house or your apartment, you can put it on the blockchain with a special contract and then you can trade it to somebody else. So lawyers, notaries, they are all excluded. So it will save an enormous amount of money and time to do that. And why are banks so eager to do tokenization? Because there are also fees connected to tokenization. Normally, those fees go to the, to the lawyers and all those other legal stuff. And now, if you have that in smart contracts tokenization, yeah, the, 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 if you are on, on top of that and are you, you're in there, yeah, you can make that money yourself. Although it will be very cheap in, in future, still, there is a lot of money to make. And that's why, yeah, banks, you know, banks also has the trust from, from history. Yeah, they want to be in that game and to you know, pull out all the, all the different costs to attract that cost to themselves. So I think that is the, the, the game of tokenization of real-time or real-world assets. And, and that's why that also drives utility of, uh, of blockchain and crypto. And, and, and as soon as that starts, not only digital assets can, of course, be tokenized, but also real real world assets can very easily be tokenized. And as yep. soon as that gets adoption, man, the, the, the sky is the limit. Guys, we got 450 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny, Hopium has entered the chat, my friend. We got to address something before I play this video. It says, this comment says, if you really did your research, they would know how much XRP partners are about to pour into the market. So 30 trillion in market cap is still small with all of their partners. My friend, I'm almost speechless at this comment. If $30 trillion is small, Apple, the largest company on the New York Stock Exchange, is one-tenth of that. So I'm just I'm just confused about where you think $30 trillion is going to come from. And I'm not sure that there's any validity. I'm not even sure where you would get the $30 trillion mark, but feel free, enter in the live chat. I'm talking politely. So Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I guess a lot of people are bashing. Look at this guy, uh, Abs. We got another one here that says that uh, Johnny is obviously anti-XRP. That is hilarious. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. XRP is my biggest bag. So there you go. That 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 hopefully kills that that comment. I'm not even gonna address that any further. Uh, Johnny, I promise you something. Let me promise you something very very important right now. <laughs> if if XRP is a thirty trillion dollar market cap. The world as it exists right now will not be that way. Something yeah. so shocking, so historic, so globally changing would have to take place. If we can get to $1 trillion, we're already going to have generational exactly. wealth. And many of our listeners are going to have the freedom that they're here for. Yeah, Abs. Abs I think the key, and, I, and shout out to my man Alchemist here. He gets it. I live in reality like most of us on this show. We are about reality. And I know a lot of people want us to come out here and pump stuff up. And tell you that XRP is going to rule the world and, and it's going to be, you know, 589 and 10,000. And I'm not going to do that. That's not, I, I can lie to you and do that, but I'm not going to because that's not who we are. That's not what this show is about. We tell you how we truly feel. And, you know, guys, um, but, but obviously, if you haven't figured it out, we absolutely, of course, we love XRP. Of course, we, we believe that it's a lead horse in this race. But, Let's start seeing the signs of real adoption, real use cases. Show me those things, right? Don't show me articles that I can go back and show you a bunch of articles, abs in 2017 and 2018 
where SBI said Ripple is going to run the world by by this time, and it's not even happening. It's not even nowhere. So you have to understand that. Well, you should come to the 3T Academy and you'll learn it because we talk about this, that this is a rigged game. And when you understand how it works, you understand that all these articles, there's a lot of news articles that are put out there to unfund you the opposite, to make you feel great about something so you can go in there and steal your money. So you have to and, understand. And, and this is so important too, guys. The reason that we're, we're tampering the expectations is because if you're waiting for a $30 trillion market cap, that means that $100 XRP, you're not selling. Right. Because right. Yeah, that, that means that you are asking to get burned in this market. And I'm speaking from experience. If you want to see the scars on my back from the last bear market, just ask <laughs> me to take my shirt off, Johnny Crypto. I got crushed on the back end. And that's something that I'm trying to help many of our listeners with. If we get a $10 XRP, 20, 50, it doesn't matter. Consider price targets and exit at those levels. That doesn't mean if you have, uh, let's use small numbers. If you have 100 XRP, that doesn't mean that $10 you're selling 100. It means at $10, maybe you're selling five. Maybe you're selling seven. Maybe you're selling 10. And that's how you make profit in this market, guys, at least from my personal experience. I think what he was trying to say, Abs, was there's many, many partners that were going to flood money into the space, over $30 trillion of money in the space. Shout out to our man, Sin City. Uh, we're trying to get them on the show, so we'll have them on again. I got to reach out to those guys sometime in January. But, uh, you know, the reality, Abs, is I think what he was trying to say was that there's a flood of money, the $30 trillion. I don't think he was saying that that was going to be the market cap. But he was saying that, there's so much money that's going to come in that 30 trillion. It's a small amount of money and that's going to be even bigger. And, and that's fine. Listen, we've seen tokenization numbers, I think as high as what, 54 trillion abs or something we've, we've seen thrown out there. So, you know, it's possible. Uh, and exactly. This man is right. The man that killer, that comment you just had up. The game is rigged guys. You need to understand that. You need to understand that your emotions are going to be used against you. And all these stories are going to be out there. Um, to make you feel great, to give you hopium. And and what we're not going to do is going to give you false hopium. We're going to give you realistic hopium. So if you're looking for a dose of reality, then this is the place. If you're looking for false hopes, then you're probably going to want to watch another show. What else can I say? We have 471 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Johnny, we said a lot of important information, but remember this, guys. If you wait for too high of price targets, that's even worse than trying to buy at the lowest price. If yeah. you do not take profit in this market, you're going to be depressed. You're going to watch that thing go down on the back end. And that's why we talk about it every day, set exit targets. But let's talk about the title of today's episode because this right here is a video describing how the banks use XRP. And I want our uh, I want our listeners' opinion. Do you, you believe what they are describing in this video will increase the price of XRP? Let's play the clip and talk about it. Here we go. Uh, is there any exposure to fluctuations in the price of the cryptocurrency? Yes, great, great question. Um, no, <laughs> as a as a business that's been in this industry for a long time, we know that the the senders and receivers are very focused on fiat. That's their lifeline. That's their blood. That's their entire business. So we hide any real visibility into the cryptocurrency XRP. So in the system, you'll really just see a fiat to fiat. Um, payment option. Um, because of that, we hide and protect our customers from any fluctuation in the open market. Um, it's irrelevant to you how much XRP equals how much Singapore dollars, for example. All you want to know is that you can make your $1 million uh, payment into Vietnam, for example. So the customer is never exposed to any fluctuation in price of the digital asset here. Floor is yours. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you, you know, we, we've talked about this earlier. Now you got Banks talking about possibly, you know, using it as well. And, you know, it's interesting, Abs. The, there are price targets all over the place. And, you know, here's here's one guy talking about, <laughs> you know, $5. So, yes, I did say it can maybe be somewhere $5. I also said it could be 10 to 12 And I also think it could be 50 plus. So I don't know what that guy's talking about. But at the end of the day, I think the interesting thing is, the price of XRP is going to be dictated by its daily trade volume and not retail volume, but actually business, you know, uh, institutional volume. That's what we're looking for, guys. That's going to drive it. And we want to see those use cases being built. I don't know how many times I need to say it. I mean, could Ripple go higher? Could XRP go higher? Of course it could. Of course it could be much higher. But we need to see what are the use cases that come to fruition that that's going to drive that daily volume and that daily volume is then going to drive the price tabs. And, and we don't have enough data yet to know what that's going to look like other than people speculating. And so, yeah, go ahead and speculate, you know, pick whatever price you, you want. It, it's also fun to speculate. You know, don't take away the fun. I mean, build, uh, build castles for yourself in your memory or in your, in your, in your mind. I mean, let's, let's fantasize. It is fantastic. It, everything will go to the moon. And then we all forget to sell and we don't don't take profit and everything goes down again. You know, we all experienced it. And uh, but that makes also a little bit. Let's make a little bit fun, uh, guys. Yeah, I, th I think at the end of the day, you, you guys are absolutely right. Uh, this mute right. button kills me. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize about that. We have 471 live listeners here. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I agree with what Andrew had to say. What we're talking about right now, guys, and this is going to show you how unbiased we are is real implementation happening in the market. And the reason that we talk about Ripple, they've got the best partnerships, the most utility, and keep this in mind, through this entire debacle, they've maintained themselves as a top three crypto in this market. That really does speak for itself. This is another crypto that I think is worth talking about, Andrew, as IOTA soars 26% as an ecosystem's DLT foundation launches in the UAE. And what is this a primary example of, Johnny? Companies leaving the US and moving into friendlier jurisdictions IOTAs took their $100 million foundation here and will be developing in the UAE over the next four years with the sole purpose of bringing utility onto the IOTA blockchain. We're going to save our users and spare the details, but let me ask you this. Is this a primary example of what the U.S. should be afraid of? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, and, and that's that's exactly what we don't want to see happening. And I like IOTA. That's one of those that I've got, you know, another one in my uh, stable there, horses in there. Um, certainly, uh, it, it, ISO, when you look at the ISO two, two, uh, 222 or 20022, you can certainly see that it's one of those that's uh, potentially part of the play but I for, or part of the, the whole overall system. So I like it. I think it's going to be one of those. But it is scary, Abs, to continue to see these foundations and these things, you know, looking to do things. Uh, it's a threat to the U.S. for sure if we're not doing them here. And uh, we're moving overseas. We don't want to see that happening. But we're not surprised, Abs, because what did we say? We said absolutely that the U.S. was going to fall behind. Other crypto-friendly countries were going to provide provide uh, a welcoming space for them. And we're seeing that in Dubai, Singapore, Hong Kong. And it's sad that it is all happening there and not here in the U.S. So, And look at what Steele had to say. Alderati said, to paraphrase, Gary Gensler looks like the runway is getting shorter for the SEC. We're seeing the incumbents take shots at the regulators right now, and I think that's new as well, Andrew. 
What do you take away from the IOTA article? Uh, we talked about the American aspect. How about for the blockchain in and of itself? Is this great news? I think it's a very interesting, uh, interesting project. You know, it's built up of all individual notes. Then you can you can even buy a note like that, and you can 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 you know, sort of mine uh, IOTA, IOTA coins. And and I think it 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 will develop a network over, around the world for Internet of Things operations. So all kinds of, of, of security systems for transportation, for whatever it is. And everywhere in the world, there will be nodes that will uh, contribute to the network. So it's a very different approach. It's not, not necessarily a blockchain, but it is a decentralized system where you can contribute with your, yeah, with your data and with, with your own nodes. So it's very interesting. However, we saw a big spike uh, let's see, we saw a big spike today and or yesterday uh, with IOTA and currently it's 22 cents. But remember in uh, in April 2021, it was $2.60. So get everything in perspective. However, I think it's a nice bet. If you go in IOTA now, just put two to $500 in and just wait and there wait until it, it makes another uh, again, a 10x. Take out 10% of your coins. Yeah, then you take out your own money, and you have a free ride to the top. Will it be? Will it be? Uh, 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 hit hit the stars. Nobody knows, but at least it's a nice game, and that's what you call an asymmetric bet. That means you can lose maximum two to five hundred dollars, and your upside potential is is unlimited. You know, and that's how. You that's how we uh, invest in small cap cryptos. Just a small lesson. Johnny Crypto, we got a lot of information to get into before the end of the show, but I thought this comment was worth addressing. This said, this person KO said, come on panel, give an opinion about Ripple Liquidity Hub using XRP. This is something that was talked about forever during the lawsuit because they listed Litecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash all in their Liquidity Hub, but they didn't list XRP. Now, one of the things we know about XRP is it's the easiest to tap into and get out of. If you're going to lose a currency for liquidity, that's exactly what it was built for. So can you ask a more specific question? Are you asking if we believe they're going to implement it into the liquidity hub or how that's going to affect the price? I'm not sure what exactly you're asking, KO. So be more specific. I'll be sure to address it. But Johnny, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to understand the question. I'm not sure if he's wondering, you know. Should we dive into this? Is he wondering that XRP isn't? Hold on. Oh, you, yeah, save that definitely. Oh, by the way, Abs, everybody voted once, so everybody wants to hear your Elon Musk. Video. Oh, okay, all right, guys, I'll pull that up. as well, so you can pull that up. But the liquidity hub, I mean, we know that that's going to provide access. So it depends on on what you're talking about. If you're talking about, um, will XRP be used on the liquidity hub, or or how will the liquidity hub be used? So using XRP. So I'm not really so sure what the question is, but yes, there is certainly, you can use a number of different coins on the hub, um, but obviously it's designed and, you know, to use to, to work optimally with XRP. So that's the intent. And I suspect that when Ripple's pushing the product out there, uh, they're going to be pushing and saying, Hey, you know, you're going to want to use XRP on the rails as remittance. But anyway, uh, I know people want to hear this. So let's hop into this video approach to um, some of the stuff you're doing with, with AI has been very specific, right? There's not a let, let the chips fall where they may approach to those businesses, I don't think. No, we focus on making the best products. And, and, and Tesla has gotten to where it's gotten with no advertising at all. I understand that. 
Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much uh, in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in, in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. It would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, no, I, no, how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that, because this goes, we're talking about power and influence and... I'm, and saying, I'm saying what I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Boom. Fuck them. Wow. Give the floor and I'll share my take. Yeah, you know, listen, I could, I understand this frustration. I get it, right? There are a ton of people that always want to steal credit and ride the coat waves of, or, you know, the coattails, sorry, of, of, doing something good, right? Or in this case for the, for the environment and taking care of the environment. And he does have a point, you know, theoretically he has done more and actually done it and probably got his balls busted and chopped, you know, along the way. Um, I can give my take. Uh, so what I think is more important or not, not more important, but what caught my attention is he talked about perception being reality, right? Right. You don't have to do anything. You just have to convince people you are doing something. And I think that that's a big problem in the social media age. You don't have to be intelligent. You don't have to know what you're doing. As long as you have a big following, you got the validity. And I think that's what Elon Musk is really hinting at here. There's something else I want to point out, Andrew. Environmental social governance. Tesla has one of the lowest scores in the country. If it was really about protecting the environment, I think we would see a different score given to that company. But what stuck out to you before we close the show out with some XRP info? Yeah, what I like the most of, of Elon is, of course, that he can say whatever he likes because he has he has yeah enough money that they don't they, they can't catch them catch him. Um, uh, yeah, he makes a point, and uh, you know what you also I, I wrote I, I read an article about X that he is losing now a lot of uh, 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 um, advertising money. And, and big companies are also leaving his ex uh, former Twitter uh, company for for advertising. And and I feel sorry because he is open to to free speech. He allows people to free speech. And then a lot of major companies say, oh, oh no no I, I, I don't like that and I will, I will withdraw and you know and that's also yeah hypocrite. What what's happening? And that that's why I like Elon. Maybe he's not the most. Uh, 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 yeah, the guy who can who can articulate the things in a way that is more political correct, but at least he says what he thinks, and that's, that's what I like uh, like the most. Johnny Crypto, we got our friend Gary Cardone joining the show tomorrow, and I want to remind our listeners: be sure to tune in tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We are going to be talking about everything XRP, Bitcoin regulation, and more specifically, we're going to be talking to our man right here. Gary Cardone. So that's going to be really exciting. And I've been prepping for that episode for quite a while. So I'm excited about it, Johnny. But we talked about XRP being utilized by American banks. That was the main topic of discussion during today's episode. What I really want to come back to is a quote that we saw from Stuart Alderati right after the lawsuit, where he stated that by quarter three of 2023, he was anticipating American institutions would begin at least having friendly conversations with Ripple. Now, we don't know if they've actually had those conversations. We don't know if anything's changed behind the scenes, but I think the evidence is there. The presentations, everything we showed our listeners shows 
that banks will leverage digital assets and XRP is one of the best technology stacks in the market. So with just a couple of minutes, what caught your attention, my friend, Florian? Yeah, Abs, I think you're spot on. I think that's what we're trying to show here and demonstrate. And that's why I laugh when people say we're anti-XRP. I just make some so silly, silly comments. But the reality is, you know, you see that you got, you, we know where the world is moving. We see that we're moving into a, a you know, a, 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 a Web 3.0 digital space where we're moving into how to make things cheaper, better, faster, more efficient. A lot of the stuff is going to be behind the scenes. Um back-end type stuff that's going to grease the wheels and and really find you know make things um immutable if you will and and as uh, you know i'm not kind of going to copy our buddy uh, yusko here as he says we're moving from a, a trust system to a truth system and i think that's really he says it all the time and it's so powerful because that's really what is happening in this next phase now is once things happen, it gets kind of locked into the blockchain, and that is what it is. It is what it is. So for me, I'm excited about the fact that I think we've got a good amount of technologies that we've talked about in the show, partnerships there that they're working on, countries, abs, over 40 countries working in, 31 states as a money remitter. I mean, our, our transmitter. They've got so many things going on for them, so positive that for me, it's, again, I feel it's going to be one of the, the companies that's going to be leading in the forefront of the space, you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. We're all going to be talking about how big Ripple is, in my opinion. Absolutely, guys. And we got 470 live listeners joining us. Support the program. Show us some love and smash that like button. We do not take donations. This is a non-monetized channel. Smash that like button. That's the best way you can support our show. And if you really want to learn more about crypto, get involved in the Academy. I want to give out a shout out to Marcus T because this man, he just joined the Academy recently. But today we're going to close the episode out with our statement from the live chat, Johnny. As the question we had for them today is, when will American banks and financial firms begin leveraging Ripple payments and XRP? The leader here, 50% of our 324 votes said next year, 2024. 36% said 2025 and beyond. 7% said this year and 6% said never, ever, ever, my friend. So what, what do you agree with and what do you disagree with? Um, you know, I certainly think 2025 and beyond makes sense. When you hear a lot of the companies, you hear a lot of what they're talking about and where, when these technologies, a lot, a lot I'm hearing, a lot of stuff behind the scenes is 2027 and beyond as well. So I think 2025 is, and I've been very consistent with that. Abs. I think that's when a lot of this stuff will actually start. And so um, to me, that kind of makes sense there. And what do we have? How many percent said that? 50%. Yeah. 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 I kind of have to agree with the majority here in that particular case that I think it's going to be that. I can also make another promise up. Johnny will not be selling his XRP. The reason why you make mistakes early on, folks, is so Sorry. you learn from them. So you don't make them again. Right, Abs? Absolutely, guys. And Andrew, we don't have enough time to get your take. So if you can just give me 15 seconds, what do you think? Do you agree 2024 we could see banks use XRP? I would, I would love to see it earlier, but uh, yeah, I think uh, 2024 going into 2025 would, would be reasonable. We also need to think the, uh, the software need to be developed. It need to be tested. So you ha also have some time. And now that uh, the SEC is clear about uh, XRP, I think it will, uh, it will continue in an, uh, in, an, uh, in, uh, in a faster pace. Thank you so much, guys. And we got 458 listeners here. I hope you enjoyed today's program. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode. John, I want to say thank you to Johnny Crypto and thank you to Andrew Cashflow and shout out to the Node Defender as well. Hope he's doing okay out there. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. <laughs>
Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Woo, let's go.